Hello friends, welcome back to the H&H Hour. We are so glad that you are here with us today or tonight or whenever it is in the middle of the night that you're listening because I don't know when you're listening. Maybe you're listening on a plane. That would be awesome. My name is Heather Taves and I have no idea what that rant was about, <laughs> but this is my sister and co-host Heidi Bolt. Hello. Save me. Hi, Heather. We're, yeah, we are so excited that you're here. If you're a new listener, welcome. Um, if you are a seasoned listener to the H&H Hour, you are not surprised by my rant. the random intro. <laughs> <laughs> but so sometimes Heather and I just chat as you've experienced mm-hmm. through January. We had our chats and just talked about whatever was on our heart, what God was speaking mm-hmm. to us. and um, But we also invite guests mm-hmm. onto our show. And this is something that I feel so passionate about Heather because yes. um, we have this platform for this podcast that ordinary is extraordinary. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole purpose of why we launched this podcast in the first place was to talk about how God uniquely positions all of us mm-hmm. in very ordinary settings. Now, yes. it's more uncommon yes. that someone would have this incredible platform or this really right. amazing be very well known achievement. Or, yes. And it's more typical that we would have these ordinary lives Mm -hmm. that God does extraordinary acts through. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is we invite guests onto this show to talk about the ordinary life. Can I just remind you, and I don't even know if we've told our listeners this, but do you remember when we first had this idea? And it really, it was really such a gut idea because this was not on our radar at At all. all. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we were... Fully consumed in we had enough going on. all the things that God had yeah. called us to do. We still are. Um, totally. Yeah. Um, and we were sitting outside at a little, at one of our absolute favorite places in Peoria. In our in city. Our city yep. Talking and having a glass of wine together and just sharing our hearts. And you had a brand new baby. Yeah, brand new. I mean, she was what? Collins was two a, weeks old. Maybe. At the most. She was asleep in her little yeah. carrier. Yeah. And we started talking about this and it was like the Holy Spirit just dropped this into our Truly. hearts. And we started yeah. talking about, we had no equipment. We yeah. had no idea what it would look like no to experience. have a, a podcast. Right. Uh, we had no idea how to edit any of this. Right. And God just started to drop all of this and yeah. this ordinary is extraordinary. Yeah. And how do we create this place for people to come and share their ordinary and their stories i think heather i love stories Mm -hmm. so much you know jesus in when he spent his time on earth with the apostles he spoke and taught so often through story and i think the reason for that this is my own opinion but is because people remember stories yeah i know for me like the sermons i remember the most Mm -hmm. throughout my lifetime Mm -hmm. are when someone got up and shared a story that really resonated with me and so that's why i love the opportunity to invite yeah. people onto our show to hear their stories because it it changes people's lives. Yeah. So yeah. I am so very, 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 very excited about our guest today. She's one of my favorite people on the whole planet. Yep, mine too. Um, <laughs> it's our sister in love, Blake Bennett. Hi. Hi, Blake. Hi. <laughs> Blake, you're the first person to record in my new office. Wow, that is seriously an honor. Isn't that Legit. awesome? Yeah. So, Isn't it fun? So it's so beautiful. The sound quality will either be awesome or eh, it's but pretty, <laughs> pretty serene in here right now. It's pretty nice. Until yeah. I get going. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are you okay with us telling what all of our, all of your nieces and nephews call you? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you are Blakers. Yep. That's the only name I will ever go An- by. Auntie Blakers. Yeah. Auntie Blakers. And in fact, when um, last year, my kids and I were watching The Voice, and oh Blake Shelton was on, and my five-year-old at the time said, 
wait, what did he say his name is? And I said, his name is Blake. And he said, huh, hilarious. That is so close to Auntie Blaker's. <laughs> and he goes, that is weird. And I said, well, you know that Auntie Blaker's name is actually Blake. And he goes, weird. Why does he have a girl's name? Oh, I love that kid. The innocence of a child. I yeah. wish we all could look at the world like that. <laughs> I think your name is so fun. Blake Bennett. Yeah, it, it. so it's great. what got me on a boys basketball team in fourth grade. Yes. <laughs> nice. Okay, so you are married to our third brother, mm-hmm. Isaac, Isaac Carl Bennett. He's actually been a guest on our show. He has been, yes. Just such a wonderful, sweet man. I love him mm-hmm. dearly. Mm-hmm. Um, he means the world to us. Mm-hmm. How long have you been married? Five years in May. So you're coming not up on a milestone. Five years, yep. And we're going to Belize. Yes. Yay. That is exciting. I'm very excited to dig into more of your relationship because you guys have a very unique relationship based on just the dreams that you have and the, mm-hmm. the goals that you have. So we'll get there. But you know this because you're a listener. We ask all of our listeners this question. What about your life, Blake, feels ordinary? Or what about yourself feels ordinary? Yeah. This came pretty quickly to me because it's something that I feel like I've kind of struggle with this tension my whole life of, of not feeling like I've had a uh, like any sort of career passion mm-hmm. like you know you've had photographers on here that are so talented and you know were had artistic tendencies growing up mm-hmm. and and people that were very driven in college and felt called to things early on or, or you know very justice minded people and I just did not have that growing up like I kind of floated through college and just like super directionless which I know a lot of college kids probably face but I did not enjoy that educational experience because Mm -hmm. I just really didn't feel like I knew what I was intended to do Mm -hmm. at least when it came to the workforce I guess Mm -hmm. so that's something to me that's felt very ordinary ordinary my whole life Mm -hmm. is um not really feeling confident in um the direction that I've you know since high school been pushed to go you know I was encouraged because I'm good with children you know I was encouraged to go into education and then when I was in college I realized I don't think I want to do that (laughs) because teachers have it really hard and Mm -hmm. I just don't think I'm cut out for that and so I graduated with a degree anyway and I'm very thankful for that opportunity and I'm glad I had it and it was a great experience um I don't ever want to go back again (laughs) and do it (laughs) But, their own. Yeah. <laughs> so I just feel like, you know, the last 10 or so years since graduating high school, that's what I felt is very ordinary about me is not having that specific like drive um, mm. of knowing work, work wise mm. what I want to do. Mm. Yeah. I think that's so interesting because I think you're so not alone in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't you mm-hmm. think there are so many yeah. people that even as maybe like 30, 40 year olds, they yeah. still feel that way or 50, 60 year olds. And they're yeah. like, I just don't know like what I'm supposed to be when I grow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's interesting because it's such a common feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder like, what does it look like to overcome that? What does it look like to, to not find your identity in that? You right. Know? Yeah. Do you know if you have you found that answer yet? Um I yeah, I think and I think we'll get into that a little more um when we ask when you ask some of the questions um later just about Isaac and my goals mm-hmm. and yeah. and some of my other passions that have developed outside of mm-hmm. what maybe a job might look like mm-hmm. or a 
typical job might look like. So it's definitely been God's revealed to think revealed things in my life mm. in, in a unique and alternative way. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I'm thankful for that because I, I don't want to be like, just, you know, do the nine to five yeah. grind. Outside I don't think it's what, ever been in me. Yeah, outside <laughs> of like what the world says is, is the track you're supposed to take. Exactly. God's revealed it in a different way. Yeah. yeah. And I that's think awesome. that's precisely why he matched Isaac and I together mm -hmm. because we both have very mm -hmm. similar mindsets in that mm -hmm. regard. You so. do. Okay, so um, so that's ordinary. I think that's that's such a great answer. What about you is extraordinary? Um, I, I think this purely because I know that God planted it in me mm -hmm. when I was young, and it was the passion for worship. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even realize that, you know, it was something that I loved doing, but I was always singing as a kid. Mm -hmm. I loved singing. I played three different instruments growing up. And I was musically inclined, but I never found an avenue to really mm. um, channel it properly. Mm. Just have, didn't have the opportunity, really. Didn't have the opportunity, nope. Um, I went to a very conservative church where, you know, mainly senior leaders, you know, right. led worship. And right. you usually had to have some sort of Christian education or sure. um, sort of seminary experience yeah. to lead any you know to be in any sort of leadership capacity so there was no opportunity there and I did a little bit of background like vocals for my high school youth group and that was it like mm. and it just kind of stopped after high school I didn't really do much with it but I knew that God was like preparing you for something were you still so drawn to it like did you find yourself turning on worship music all the time oh so and, drawn to it yeah and um, it's funny how you talk about your son, Heather, you talk about Bennett and how mm -hmm. he's so inclined to worship and mm -hmm. he'll spend his extra time instead of listening to like secular songs that all the preteens mm -hmm. and teenagers are listening to, he will grab his guitar and yeah. play, find, worship play worship music. Yeah. That was totally me as a kid. Mm -hmm. yeah. And to me, I didn't think that that was outside of the norm yeah. Yeah. because it just was so like I was drawn to it. And I yeah. do believe that God has instilled in me like – an extraordinary passion for worship. Yes. It's something that goes beyond um, anything I've imagined. Yeah. And that's something that I feel extremely drawn to and want, um, desiring to pursue So constantly. can you tell us what that journey has looked like? Because this is fairly recent. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So um, I am on the leadership team with you guys at Church 214. Mm -hmm. And it's been just over three years ago that we started. And before that, I was at a church. I was at the same church with you guys and Isaac, and we were serving there. We were, we loved being there for the time that we were, and um, we were kind of serving where there were needs. And I remember like so wanting to be on the worship band there, and I was just <laughs> like, oh. And I was like, you know, like it's not a big deal. I'll just, I'll just like fill out an application for the worship band and mm -hmm. see what happens. And. Um, never heard back and I was like, man, okay. Like it's just, and to me it was just one of those things where I was like, it's just not meant to be, closed you know? Door. Yeah. yeah. Closed door. Like yeah. it's just not meant to be. And I, I didn't know you ever applied to worship there. Yeah, I did. I, mm. I specific, that was like my first, you know, my first preference was sure. like be on the band yeah. or production or I something like that. that. Mm. Yep. And, and it was very obviously divine mm -hmm. providence that I was not. Yeah on that I was not given that opportunity at that time and I believe that God matured in me and grew in me um mm -hmm. just some things and helped me overcome some things before I actually got to like step on a quote stage 
Hmm. Um, <laughs> to sing, even though it wasn't really a stage at all, but yeah. <laughs> um, it was a gym floor, a metal building. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, Humble it was our beginnings. Humble yep, beginnings. <laughs> love it. That's are they're always the best beginnings. Yes. Um, and it was our first, very first Christmas service at Church Two Fourteen, and I sang because there were literally no other <laughs> singers available. <laughs> it was two guys and and Blake. zero girls, and I was like, well, I guess if if uh, you need somebody, I'm willing, but I am totally, like, you will not hurt my feelings if you say I'm not good enough to sing. Like, so <laughs> we had one rehearsal, and they're like, you're in. So I sang my first worship service with these two guys and an acoustic guitar in a gym building in Pekin for our first Christmas service. And ever since then, God has just, like... You've been smitten. I feel... Yeah. And I feel like he's honestly just put me on the fast track, like, yes. for worship. And I've yeah. seen... It's been so exciting to actually have a fire ignited in me and, yeah. and be excited about... Like, I've never been excited about something yeah. um, as excited about this as I am for worship. So it's... It really is totally supernatural. Yeah. It's just... It's totally God's hand on my life and, and watching him mature in me through the gift of worship has mm. been the best experience ever well like, and I, I remember sitting in that service and like our jaws are all on the ground <laughs> because yeah. your voice it was just it was so apparent that this is what you were made to do yeah. and it has become even more apparent as we've watched you grow in your faith in, in your leadership in worship and it's mm-hmm. it's just such a beautiful man mm-hmm. I'm so glad I get a front row seat to it well and I have to say I feel like so I've gotten to I've given birth to three babies mm-hmm. and I've I've gotten to be a part of seeing four babies born outside mm-hmm. of my children and I would liken what I've watched God develop in you mm-hmm. to watching someone give birth well, mm-hmm. because you. it has been such a natural mm-hmm. progression of God's extreme life-giving power over mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. and it was it's just been like yes this is what is meant to be yep mm-hmm. um I mean when truly when I when I sit in an audience and I get to be ushered into God's presence mm-hmm. being led by you mm-hmm. um well one like just this big sister friend mm-hmm. pride in a good way comes over me of like oh my goodness look at my <laughs> sister mm-hmm. she is incredible but more than that of just the anointing God has put on your life is so apparent and so obvious, mm-hmm. like nothing short of truly God breathing yeah. his life over you to go, this is what I have called you to do. Mm-hmm. It is extraordinary. Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad in, you see it as that. And I was 24 years old, you know, like it, yeah. I wasn't 15, 16 and I'm, it's, it's awesome that people that are that young, like I want people who are that young to have that mm-hmm. opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what would you say to someone? Because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that were in your situation that are like, I feel like I have this gift, I have this desire, but the door just isn't opening. Mm-hmm. What would you say to them? What does that look like? Um, continue to ask God to reveal in you areas that you need um, either to repent in or mm-hmm. grow in or be humble in. Because I 100% believe that's why I was, um, this gift was not kept from me, but Hmm. Um, it was, God was preparing me for a time Hmm. and it was in his perfect time that I Hmm. stepped into that gift Hmm. and that calling. And, um, you can't rush it because if you think you're mature enough to handle something and the door keeps getting closed, it's God 
gently telling you mm. you're not ready you mm. still need to go through some things and that's that's at least what I experienced so good. and you could you may also be in an, in an environment that's um discouraging that's mm-hmm. negative that's not helping you build your gifts mm-hmm. and I I do believe that there was a time where I was in an environment like that that I wasn't being encouraged and built up or mm-hmm. or um uh, challenged to pursue mm-hmm, things yeah. like that to pursue my spiritual gifts mm-hmm. especially because it's just something that wasn't taught mm-hmm. um it's something that wasn't acknowledged so um don't you feel like sometimes um people just need a champion someone yes. to go do you see this in yourself because mm-hmm. 100 in you but do you know this is here mm-hmm. and you should try this out mm-hmm. don't you feel like that's true yes and yeah that's exactly what i mean by Make sure that you're looking around you and you're you're surrounding yourself with people who mm-hmm. are pursuing God first, yeah, and then loving others, yeah. and that speaking you're life and speaking dreams. life and yeah. building yeah. building yeah. up the church. I um, love that. And um, I believe that once you become a follower of Jesus, it is you know we are to figure out what our spiritual giftings are because yeah. that is what builds his church. Yeah, because yeah. then we're all on mission, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah, some people might be called to full-time ministry in a church or full-time mm-hmm. missions work, you know, in mm-hmm. different countries. But once we know Jesus, mm-hmm. I mean, we are all on mission. Yep. That's yep. the call. We right? all have been given the same opportunity. Yes. Like we're all in the same playing field. Yes. And it's it's your choice at that point to fully run after him mm-hmm. and yeah. – and, um, ask, ask for the, you know, ask for the gifts of the spirit and yeah. ask for his anointing over mm-hmm. your life and, yeah. and dig into your Bible and learn more about mm-hmm. who God is and who he says he is and what he's done yeah. and ask for that in your own life. Yeah. And that's when you will, that's when you'll realize, um, what God is capable of doing through mm-hmm. you, through you. Blake, I think one of the reasons, um, God's allowed you to step into this understanding of this gift you have to, be a worshiper, to be a worship leader is, um, I feel from my perspective, you have been very vulnerable about the things you needed to work on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you've said, just been very honest before and just been like, this is what I'm struggling with. This is what God's trying to work in me. And this is what I'm working on. Mm -hmm. And it's not always been like, you know, super pretty or Mm -hmm. whatever, but and then I've watched, like, I will watch and go, wow, okay. But she's working on that because mm-hmm. all of a sudden that became something that wasn't an issue and you let God work yeah. it out of you. And I just, I, I, I so respect that in you. Thank you. I think that all of us as Christ followers need to be having that kind of as a rhythm in our life where we go, God, what do you need to work out of me so mm-hmm. that you can start to work in me mm-hmm. and through me? Yeah. I think that's so, so commendable. Thank you. I was just talking with a friend a couple of days ago, and we were talking about how so many people, and I will include myself in this, we want this platform or we want this, we want to achieve this level of greatness where mm-hmm. in whatever field it's in, whether it be ministry or work or home life or friendship or you name it. But we aren't always willing to put in the work to get there. So we see what someone else has and we want that. We want to attain that, but we haven't done the work. And this particular friend was saying to me, like, I always desired that, but I wasn't willing to do the work. Mm -hmm. Then she started to do the work. Mm -hmm. And you know what God did? God promoted her. And God has given her favor. And God has accelerated, just as he did you, Mm -hmm. this path of of ministry that she's running on now. And it's such a beautiful thing. And I think that... 
if we're willing to put in the work, mm-hmm. he is willing to promote us mm-hmm. and he is willing and then he gets the glory. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it does require work. You don't, you don't achieve something mm-hmm. without putting the work. That in. reminds me of a word that Isaac um, got from a podcast or probably a financial podcast because the guy's obsessed with finances and business <laughs> and entrepreneurial <laughs> things. Um, and I, that's what I love about him because mm-hmm. he's just so driven. But it reminded me of something he spoke over us um, and just when – People say, like, how do you get this? How do you Mm -hmm. attain this level of success? Or why are you such a good public speaker? Or, you know, I see this and I want that. And it's like he realized, okay, you see the one hour or the one day of success that I get to experience. That's right. There's 100 hours Mm -hmm. behind that behind Mm -hmm. that that you don't see every minute of every day of research, of prayer. Mm of studying whatever it is of practicing discipline yeah diligence and it's hard work and you're doing it all by yourself right and you know you have those few people that are along along the way encouraging you Mm -hmm. and praying with you but it is work that you have to choose to do and especially when nobody's work uh watching you and that's just something i think over and over again is like okay if i see christine kane up there and i'm like wow like what a powerhouse like why can't i be more like that you're like whoa i mean she's put in 20 plus years right, of right. hard work to get where she is so yeah. you just yeah it's that perspective of remaining humble and also god created me to be me not christine kane that's right like i love that so much because mm-hmm. i think that so often we as human beings look at each other and we have that tendency to be jealous mm-hmm. and i think you know i think of instagram and how often i will see someone post a picture of a vacation mm-hmm. and i'll see the comments below i'm so jealous of you and i think oh really like okay be happy for this, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be happy. This couple experiencing this vacation mm-hmm. so deserves this. Like, right. They have put in so many man hours yep. to be able to be on this vacation. Yep. And But I love that you say that because I do think that we should be the biggest encouragers of each other's mm-hmm. God-given gifts. Mm-hmm. To not to not envy and to not be jealous and not to not um, discourage yeah. or to belittle those mm-hmm. gifts. You know, to not to think that we can say what is or is not of God for someone mm-hmm. because you're you. Yep. And if God's wired you that way, then you better walk in the gift. Otherwise, it's disobedience, yep. isn't it? And I just read a passage from My Utmost for His Highest, which is one mm-hmm. of, I, is mm-hmm. becoming one of my favorite mm-hmm. daily devotionals. It's mm-hmm. filled, it's just jam-packed with so much wisdom. Mm-hmm. Oswald Chambers, what a guy. Um, that's who it's written by, right? Yes. yes <laughs> I had like a moment yeah. of panic. Like, it oh is, no, yes. is that it? It is. It's right here on my shelf. Um, and, and he said something that just resonated with me and I'd never heard it like this before, but the call of God on your life is meant solely between, to be between you and God yes. and Amen. no one else. Oh, and it is so an much. intimacy. Mm, the call yeah. of God is an intimate experience between you and the father Mm, and it's him speaking into your life and it is not meant to even be shared with anybody else because it is something that is he uniquely put inside of you that's right and that man that just hit me like a ton of bricks Mm. well don't you think so often now with social media we're like we read a cool verse and it speaks to us we're like oh my goodness i need to post this yeah i mean i I do it i'm guilty of that so guilty of that 
But I think we miss sometimes, the, like you said, that intimacy. The intimacy. That, that, this is for that, you. That mm-hmm. It's just like a husband and wife, right? Mm-hmm. What happens in your bedroom and that intimacy yeah. mm-hmm. is to stay yep. in your bedroom. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the same is true with God. Not that there aren't things that God reveals to you that you can't and you, you aren't supposed sure. to share with people, but sometimes it's just between you and him. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it, it doesn't need to be posted on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, it just needs to be ingested into your soul and into your spirit. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we do ourselves a disservice in our relationship with the Lord when we think that everyone, everything has to be displayed in lights yep. and mm-hmm. on Instagram yep. and shouted to the world when really it's just meant for our, our spirits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a deep conviction of mine too. And something I've grown in over the last couple of years is to not share everything on social media. Yeah. And it's, it's okay. Hard. It's yeah. hard not to because yeah. we, we crave people's approval. Affection. And yep. affection. Yeah. Well, it's funny, but if, when you don't post... People are like, what's wrong? Yeah. I haven't seen you online. I know. Yeah. It's like, well, I've just been taking care of my little tribe. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, too busy to be on Instagram. Sorry. <laughs> Change of puppy diapers. Okay, before we forge on, so Blake, we know you so well. Um, but for the sake of our listeners that don't know you as well as we know you, tell us a little bit about Blake mm-hmm. Bennett. Like, mm-hmm. what are your hobbies? What do you do? What's your normal week, your normal day look like? So it's been very different year to year because – I like changing it up, and um, but the steadfast thing has definitely been family for me. That's something that will always remain a priority. Um, I grew up in such a loving home with a, a an amazing stepfather who loves and cares for my mom so much and two younger half-siblings, Samantha and Alexa, and watching them grow into adulthood has been like such a surreal, weird experience. They're seven and nine years younger than me, so yeah. I'm almost like second mom to them mm-hmm. they probably are like yeah whatever but <laughs> that's how I feel wait you get all of their hand-me-down clothes which is pretty awesome that's true I so, get to wear their clothes yeah. they have good taste <laughs> they do they have yeah, great taste in clothes um and I always compliment you Alexa and Samantha when I'm wearing something just shout she out she does yeah yeah oh um, and the other thing you guys look so much alike yeah and it's funny because we get varying opinions on that like some people think oh you don't look anything alike a lot of people are like you are all like triplets well Alexa was in church the other day with Mm -hmm. you and I glanced over and I didn't know she was going to be in church so Mm -hmm. I glanced over and I thought man Blake looks tall today She and is four realized, inches taller than me. I realized it was not you. <laughs> yeah, Aww. and she's so, almost 10 years younger than me, yeah. so thank you. But you all look like your mama, too. Yes. Yes, so we pretty. do. We look like Okay, candy. shout out to your mom. She is gorgeous. Yeah, 15, fabulous. I mean. She's darling. Actually, she's, I shouldn't have given her away her age. Sorry. I. Mom. You know what? I think 50 is an awesome age. Yeah. 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 It's, and Own the it. way that she looks. She looks great. Hashtag goals for I me. just want her skin. <laughs> if I end up with her skin, if, if she has like no wrinkles, oh. anyway. Mom, tell me your secret. I don't Please, care how much money it costs. <laughs> we will we will sell sell a, a house. I don't know what <laughs> we're gonna sell, but <laughs> something. Um, no. And it's been really cool to watch them grow up and, and find their own voices. And Samantha is such a she is so she has such a heart for um like the oppressed, you know. She yeah. she has a justice mentality. She and in the best way. Like mm. she wants justice for all. Mm-hmm. And, and you know sometimes it can be a little extreme just like any of our personalities can tend that way but she seeks to give a voice to the voiceless mm-hmm. and that's what I love so much about her like she has such a heart for animals she has mm-hmm. such a heart for orphans and mm-hmm. for just you know the oppressed mm-hmm. yeah she really does and she's totally walking in that as she's mm-hmm. in college right now at Butler and then Alexa's a senior and she's going off to I'm 
going to start crying if I talk too much about it, but she's going off to Hillsong University mm. in Sydney, Australia in July, mm-hmm. and it's absolutely mind-boggling to me to see what God's done in her mm. in the last six months. Like, it's been total life change. Mm. It is nothing short of a miracle. That's wow. amazing. She has Lyme disease, and it's been, mm. it's been kind of taken over her life, you know, for the last couple of years, but God has, it's very obvious that God, you know, worked in her through this disease, and um, gave her an identity of a victor and not a victim. And she's totally taken that and run with it. And she has stepped out huge in applying for an international school, let alone a Christian school and not letting this disease keep her from Mm -hmm. pursuing his will over Mm -hmm. her life. So I'm so proud of her. And yeah, so I'm also a manager of a local coffee bar here, Zion Coffee Bar. And that has been the greatest experience of meeting new people. Like, Mm -hmm. I have never met so many people in one year of Mm -hmm. being at a job. It's fun. And, yeah, like, the relation – there are some relationships I've developed that will probably last forever. And I love just getting to connect with, I mean, a whole new demographic of people that I would have never been exposed to outside of this job. And it's been a really fun ministry opportunity, and it's also just been really, like, enlightening. It's Mm -hmm. shown me, you know – who Peoria is full of. As I said, don't you feel like you watch the heart of Peoria walk into your coffee Mm -hmm. shop? Yes, and Mm -hmm. it is so encouraging because Mm -hmm. there's so many people, like big dreamers come in Mm -hmm. every day with like wild ideas, Mm -hmm. so unafraid, shameless, like want to see success in our city. And it's it's awesome. Like I love love seeing it. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. And I love that I get to serve them. Yeah. And 99% of them are like, so kind and act mm-hmm. like my best friend and then the one percent comes in once and then never comes back because they're mean and <laughs> some people are just grumpy some people are they? just grumpy you know you just but can't get away from it we do have to give a shout out to zion coffee yes friends, we do they're friends of ours yeah. heidi and i have known the owners and the oh, founders yes. of this creators of this beautiful place for uh, so long 16 years uh, a long long time i remember taking mm-hmm. their meals to them when she had her baby and their her, her kids are in 13, high school 14? so yeah well, yeah we, so a long time we got to be their kids as kids, kids pastor pastors back in the day but can we just say like the most beautiful place in peoria the atmosphere is beautiful i really do think it is it is just it's light and airy yeah. and gorgeous yep. and it inspires creativity and yeah. it really does it feels like you walk in and it does feel like a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. like no matter what your day has been, you walk in and you just feel like, okay, I'm going to take a breath of fresh air and I'm going to just be for a minute. Yeah. Our first, um, you know, our first value, our core, core value, our number one is be kind. Mm -hmm. And that is, I mean, overall, over everything, over good coffee, Mm -hmm. over cool aesthetics, nice latte art, it's be kind. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we want people to leave feeling filled up and like they are taken care of. So a shout out to our friends, Mike and Banu Hatfield. We love Yay, you guys, and we're we so do. proud of you. And happy first anniversary yeah. to yes. Coffee. Your first birthday. That's exciting. It's yeah. crazy. So yeah, so we'll celebrate that soon. Um, yeah, but I'm there in the mornings usually getting to hang out and then pursuing worship, obviously, and just mm. leading a church. And that's been, like, the craziest wild ride of my life. I've n- I Did never... you ever anticipate you'd help lead a church? Oh, my gosh, no. Like, <laughs> I... I would have been the last person I picked to lead oh, a church. Oh, I so disagree. No. Because <laughs> you you're bold and you're a leader. Like, I so disagree. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, there have definitely, you know, there's ups and downs to it. There's trials because mm, ministry is not people. easy. If you've never yeah. done ministry and you think it's easy, then you shouldn't be in a ministry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's mm-hmm. so worth it because mm-hmm. you get to see 
people grow in their faith and you get to help foster that and then you get to just see god like work in ways that you just never even thought were possible and literally see miracles i always tell my husband i feel like with ministry specifically with leading a church you have the highest highs you can possibly imagine yep. and you have the absolute lowest lows. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. your heart can get ripped out in a second Yeah, yeah. because you're so invested. Your heart, mm-hmm. like this isn't just a business. You it's know, people. It's not yeah. that, you know, not that business isn't important, but it's, it's people's lives and you're like giving your life for this. Mm-hmm. And you have these high highs where you're just like, God meets you in this moment and provides all of these, all of this stuff and answers mm-hmm. prayers and you see people on the mountaintop and then you go down, you know, to them and then you just get your heart ripped out and yeah. you're like, oh, oh that was awful. <laughs> yeah. But it is, it, you're right. It's so worth it. It's so, I mean, it's, it's the kingdom. It's what we're here for. Yep. Yep. And that's one of, that's probably my favorite, my favorite thing to do is lead a church with my siblings mm-hmm. and I mean, just the community of believers that God's, the unique community of believers that God has kind of meshed and molded together. That is Church 214 is so beautiful. So I have to share it. So this morning I woke up and I just had this thought, you know, I would love to have some time of prayer with just some of the women Mm -hmm. that I get to do life with. And I thought, man, I don't know. It's, you know, just unlikely that the women around me that I want to pray with would have time. But I just shot a text and... So this afternoon, was it six of us? Seven. Seven, Seven. of us just last minute mm-hmm. gathered and we got to pray for over mm-hmm. an hour together. Mm-hmm. Just pray and share with each other and being encouraging. Mm-hmm. And and one of these women that I reached out to, it's actually her birthday today. Happy birthday, Sarah. Um, but I just texted her and I said, I know this is so unlikely, but I just, I just we're going to pray in a few minutes if you want to come. And her response was, I'm on my way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. And I was so overcome with the with the fact that I'm living this very ordinary life mm-hmm. as a stay-at-home mom, raising children, mm-hmm. home educating my kids, but then have this extraordinary opportunity to help lead a church and to have this voice on a podcast to do life with people who mm-hmm. love Jesus and that I can text a group of mm-hmm. women and they show up to pray. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was so beautiful. And it was so life-giving mm-hmm. and it was so, it was the highlight of my day. It was for mm-hmm. sure. My it week probably. Incredible. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I just, as I started to pray, I thought that like, God, who, who gets this? Yeah. And it hit me. It's like the children of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The daughters mm-hmm. of the King get yep. this. Yeah. This is royal treatment. And that's, that's what it felt it. like. It mm-hmm. felt like royal treatment, yeah. you know, that people would drop their day to come and meet with Jesus yeah, and to spend time together. It and I think so that good. brings up a really valid point, Heidi, because, you know, we have listeners that are like, well, I wish I had that, you yeah. know, and I've been in that. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, I'm so there so many days. Yeah. Like, I wish I had a mentor or mm-hmm. I wish I had this person. And here's, here's the thing. If you're listening and you're yearning for that, you're longing for that, take action. Do something. Text some friends. Step out and be bold. Like it doesn't. You don't have to have a perfect house. You don't have to have an agenda. You Mm -hmm. don't even have to know how to pray. Mm -hmm. Just text three or four friends and say, "Would you come and pray with me?" Yeah. And what you'll get from that is such richness and Mm -hmm. such 
community. Like yeah. you can't get that kind of community by going out for a girls' night. I'm all for girls' nights. Yeah. Go have fun. Yeah. But when you text a few friends and you say, will, will you come together and just pray with me? Yeah. There's so much power in that. And maybe you're the one in your group mm-hmm. that needs to be that bold and that mm-hmm. needs to take that step. And so if you're if you're longing for that, don't wait for someone else to do it. You do it. Yeah, so and good. start cultivating that environment of prayer because mm. it starts with your own personal prayer life. Mm. And that's something that I'm growing in every day is mm-hmm. learning to not just pray for things in my life, but like, okay, if I want God to give me this community and if I want to maintain mm-hmm. this this beautiful community, mm-hmm. I need to be in prayer for these people. Yes. Like I need to be interceding for these people. Yes. Yeah. And that's, to me, that's where it starts first is in my mm-hmm. house and, you know, alone yes. with God praying yeah. for these other people. Yes. And then he will, he will follow through yes. on that. One it, of the women, it always starts with our own heart, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Totally does. No matter what yep. the topic is, it starts with our own heart. Yep. One of the women said today, and I love this so much, and I think it's so true. She said, you know, I found that I think my prayers for other people actually are more effective than my prayers for myself. Mm. She yeah. said, like, when I'm interceding and I'm praying for other people, that's when God moves. And she's like, it's like taking my eyes off of me yes. and putting them on others, which is really what Jesus is all about, right? Yeah, that's yeah. so good. Okay, Blake, let's talk about you and Isaac a little bit. Yay. Um, So obviously, (laughs) Ike's our little brother, so we just adore him, and our kids adore him. I mean, Isaac walks in the door, and it's like, Frendo's here. Frendo. Uncle Frendo. Um, (laughs) Self-applied nickname. Yeah. Yes, yes, he's the nickname king. We talked about that on his episode. Mm -hmm. Um, But for you, so you come from a family of three girls, and then you married into this massive family of seven siblings with... Lots of Mary mm-hmm. and loves. Um, what was what was that like for you? Oh, man, what a journey! <laughs> you, can, you can be honest, dear one. Yeah, you um, can. So Isaac and I dated for three years before like getting married. So that was a nice little snippet preview intro. I, I feel like that. Went, I feel like that went so fast though. It did because I was in college for all of it, That's so true. I really didn't spend much time with you That's guys. True. Yeah. I mean. I cherished the time that I spent with you guys because it was always so entertaining. <laughs> you were like, so this let's put crazy. this into perspective. You came into the family, started dating Isaac when what child was being born? What mm, grandchild? Juliet. Juliet was when she's eight years old now. Yeah. And she, I mean, Isaac and I had been dating for two, less than two months and she was born. Okay. okay. So okay. I've, I mean, yeah. So did you come to the hospital to see her? I did not because I was at school. Okay. Unfortunately, that okay. dang school is always getting in the okay. way. No. So, <laughs> so my youngest, Juliet, yeah. was, was a brand new baby. Yes, okay. she was. And then I remember going to the first birthday party. The first family birthday party was for Bennett and he turned three and it was at Firehouse. Mm-hmm. And that's also where Isaac and I had our first like little tiff as a dating couple. Oh no. Yeah. And it's just like, we don't even know what it was. <laughs> it's just fine. But yeah. it, that's just right. funny how you associate those things right. in your mind. Yeah. But honestly, it, it was never overwhelming to me to come into a big family. But in my family, I was always like the funny, like boisterous like okay. super talkative one because you are really fun and funny I laugh Thank at you, you all the time Thank in the you. best ways yes. <laughs> but like that was my role in my yeah. family of five yeah. like total my parents yeah. and my siblings yeah. and then I come into this other family and I just was and there like, was Matt there and then there was Matt <laughs> and Heidi <laughs> See, I'm not funny though you oh, are no, I'm not. yes you are okay uh, <laughs> just, um, but you're kind of loud sometimes. Sometimes I am. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and so it was just like, I just kind of settled in, you know, I was already pretty good friends with Holly, your youngest sister. Mm -hmm. So I kind of latched onto her like as my life saver. (laughs) Yeah. Just like like, I will survive next to her. Yeah. So, um, that's all the singing you're going to get in the podcast, by the way, (laughs) Becca. Um, (laughs) um, so there were honestly, now that I'm like reflecting on it and now that we're in this time now, there were the first couple years of our marriage I really was just kind of silent I Mm. I feel like you know there were times where my genuine self came out in moments of like just being candid and having Mm -hmm. fun as siblings but I just kind of was flatlined those first couple Mm. years of being in your family Mm. because I just could like did not find my place yet and I think also that was just me going through my own journey of self-discovery and in learning my place in the church, mm. in worship, as a woman in the secular world. Like, right. do you feel like that was part of you having to find your identity in Jesus as well? Like, outside of the family scenario, were you yeah. kind of walking through that journey of like, God, who am I? Yeah, in a way, because, you know, when you grow up in the faith and you grow up, you know, always having gone to church, mm-hmm. you, you have to go through that at some point because, yeah. I mean... If you've always been taught, you know, the Christian faith in your home, it's never something you have to choose. It's right. just given to you. Yeah. Right. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I would wish that on everybody. But yeah, it's it's funny because I, I was always someone, I know God ingrained faith in me from a very young age. Mm-hmm. And I never wavered in God's goodness. I never wavered in his plan or sovereignty. I never doubted his plan over my life. Mm-hmm. But I never it took me a while to really understand how to actually like actively walk in faith and live out my faith Mm -hmm. and pursue my spiritual gifts. Again, Mm -hmm. that's something that I was not brought up, you know, being taught to pursue. So I think it was when I entered your family on is honestly is when I really started to personally evaluate like, okay, what are my spiritual gifts? Like this Mm -hmm. is a family of like massive world changers. I really believe that like the Mm -hmm. Bennett family is just like rock solid in in the faith and you guys are like pillars and Mm -hmm. I really do believe that in this community in in so many ways um and especially just in the local church but that's it was it caused me to reflect on like okay like how am I impacting the kingdom Mm -hmm. and sorry I'm gonna get a little emotional because I just love you guys so much (laughs) I'm just over here crying (laughs) I didn't Um, expect this I didn't either (laughs) shoot I was doing such a good job not crying (laughs) um but yeah, I really, I don't think it's coincidental that my, my faith journey started when I entered your family. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it didn't start, but it just really excelled. Mm-hmm. And God just did a great work in me. Mm-hmm. And today, like, I am, I feel like I, I am in, who I am in my family is who I also am in your family. Yes. It's the same. Yeah, And it's so beautiful. Yes. And I love it. And I love you guys. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love you too. Well, and you have such a perfect fit in our family because you, I love, I love, how God does that in families when, you know, we have such a force, if you will, with mm-hmm. the seven of us. Like, there's no other way to put it. Like, it's just this force. Like, sometimes it's awesome and sometimes it's like, whoa. <laughs> what just but happened? I think it's pretty awesome. It is awesome. It is But awesome. when you add in all of the the spouses, mm-hmm. each one is so uniquely chosen by mm-hmm. God yeah. to fit this role in this yeah. bigger, beautiful family that we have. And, like, your role is perfect yeah it's perfect and you are perfect for Isaac and Mm. I I could not have I could not have put together a 
someone who f- not only fit our brother, fit Isaac and, and his personality, yeah. what he needs, but also fit our family. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we're so honored to not only have you in our family, but to have you as a sister and a best friend. Ugh. Well, I'll never forget. I mean, because you and Holly, our baby sister, played soccer together in high yep. school. And so I remember seeing you on the field, but I also was – you know, in I was in every game and I wasn't really in yeah. tune with the team and then, um, you know, kind of in my own world. But I remember I was at a game and I remember watching Isaac. You weren't playing this game. You were already graduated. Holly was still playing. You were already graduated and you mm. were there cheering the team on. Mm. And I remember watching <laughs> him and I thought, man, what is he looking at? And I looked and he was looking at <laughs> Shut you. Shut up. No, he you wasn't. Had, yes. <laughs> Did, did you have like an angular cut at the yeah, time? Yeah, it was Red, like maroon hair. Maroon hair. Yeah. You were so cute. You were darling. And I thought, oh my goodness. And it's the weirdest thing. I knew in that moment he'd marry you and I didn't even know who you were. Oh my goodness. That is I, crazy. I actually Heidi. didn't recognize you outside of your uniform and a ponytail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you were dressed just normal because you were cheering him on. But I remember thinking, wow, <laughs> there's like, I could tell by the look in his eye mm-hmm. that there was something so unique and so special. And then... Sure enough, y'all start dating and yep. the rest is history. But yep. um, yeah, we're so we're so grateful you're in our family. God Thank has you. just placed you so perfectly, and our kids adore you. Mm-hmm. I love them like they're my own. Okay, so, so much. tell us about being married to Isaac. Yes, where to begin? He's <laughs> like just he is uh, he's perfect <laughs> for me, um, and he's just like the most driven. And, like, he's this amazing combination of driven, sensitive, mm-hmm. compassionate, loving, and um, motivated individual. Like, mm-hmm. he is so smart. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, he's, like, not your typical, like, book smart kid. Mm-hmm. He's, like, street smart. Yeah. Like, yeah. I learned all of this from experience, yeah. and he's never stepped foot in a classroom, which still to this day amazes me at how smart he is, and he's mm-hmm. literally never been in a classroom, yeah. which just shows, like, the favor of God in yeah, his life. Yeah, it's God-given. Yeah. It is so God-given, and he is super goofy, and people mm-hmm. who don't know him that well probably would, wouldn't attribute that yeah. character quality to right. him, but he's, like, one of the goofy, like, we bring out weird on weird. Yeah. Like, it's just... <laughs> I love it. The, yeah. the longer we're together, the weirder things get. And it's just fun. Like, he's my best friend. He was my friend before we dated, and, mm-hmm. and he's going to be my ride or die till the end. And he constantly is pushing me. Like, mm-hmm. and even when he's not trying to. Mm-hmm. he His character mm-hmm. and his, his um, just his desire to be, like, to to squeeze out every single ounce of what God's put in him. Like Mm -hmm. he has that desire to literally just give everything he has Mm -hmm. and more. And that pushes me. And it's, it's by his example that I am just constantly amazed and like Mm -hmm. wanting to better myself because, you know, I, again, with that, you know, how I feel ordinary and not feeling Mm -hmm. like kind of apathetic in the whole, like, I don't know where I'm going, what Mm -hmm. I'm doing. Like he, he, takes that out of me like Mm -hmm. and he pushes me to actually look for things in my life that I'm good at and like to recognize it and to take hold of it and to run with it Mm -hmm. even if it doesn't look traditional because he is he is so far from traditional that's one of my favorite things about Mm -hmm. him is he's never done things the traditional way no he is so like 
uh, he just goes off the beaten path mm-hmm. and um i'm i will literally follow him anywhere because mm-hmm. he's so wise and i trust him with my life and he has led us into some like crazy amazing journeys and we're juggling like 12,000 different things at once. <laughs> you yeah. are. And he's carrying 90% of that load, yeah. but I'm always yeah. just like, I'm here. I here, got it. Like, if you. you're in China, yeah. I'll catch this yeah. for you. I don't yeah. know. Because he travels all the time. And that's another thing I love about him is he's willing to go all over the world, 10,000 feet below the ground into a dirty mine yeah. to, you know, to be with people. And he does. He loves people. He loves people in an unconventional way yeah. and in a non traditional yeah. way. And He's so gifted in finance and he is one of the most generous people I know. And it's funny because he does not think he's generous at all. He thinks mm. he thinks he struggles with generosity. And mm. I think it's just he struggles with being his worst critic. Mm. And he he is by far one of the most generous people I know. And we just yeah. We love living life together. He has um he has a money blog. Yes, he does. Advice column. It's yep. moneyike.com. Moneyike.com. And really, his his blog is so um, thought provoking. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just your typical like mm-hmm. do this, do that, and make a budget. And yep. it's so thought provoking. It really makes you think about the root of how you spend your money and how you view your money. And it's it's yes. so good. So go check that out because yep. it's it's really brilliant. Um, okay, so you and Isaac, one of the things I love about you guys is that you don't settle. Like you're not you're not people who just go okay, life is good enough. We're just going to sit here and watch TV all the time (laughs) Mm -hmm. and coast. We're going to like, we're going to pursue big dreams. We have Mm -hmm. big dreams. Mm -hmm. So you have really big dreams together. You have really big goals as a married couple, but what does it look like to define those dreams and those goals? And how does that work in your marriage? Mm -hmm. Trial and error and repeat. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are willing to try anything if we feel like the opportunity has been put there by God, Mm -hmm. if we have the resources to accomplish it. And honestly, if it's risky, like it's almost more enticing to us. Mm -hmm. So even if, if it might fail, you're willing to try it. Yep. And, and normally that's where you see the most growth and the most potential for success is in the risky venture. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, that's how, Isaac lives his life and I literally attribute all of the all of the things that we have all of the goals that we've met in our life and the things that we're pursuing now is all because of his devotion and desire to you know like totally like be his best and money is never the end goal Mm -hmm. the driving force it's never the driving force Mm -hmm. the driving force is financial freedom and in financial freedom comes the ability to focus on our passions mm-hmm. and and to use money to build his kingdom mm-hmm. to build god's kingdom and to build up his church and to be like generous like sacrificially generous mm-hmm. so that you can just see god work in crazy ways and so we we have to communicate a lot mm-hmm. when we um especially when you know cuz he's like moving money all over the place like on a daily basis and he's like well I found this you know this new idea that I kind of want to invest in and seems really cool and you know honestly we recently we had one that didn't go over so well and this is why we work so well together because he sees you know he sees a small business that could be really successful in this area and it totally could be Mm -hmm. and then I'm honestly kind of a natural skeptic it's Mm -hmm. horrible Mm -hmm. but and then I see times where I'm like okay this 
I have to check this, right. you know? And right. he comes, you know, with this idea and I'm like, I just don't know if, mm-hmm. how I feel about it. And it ended yeah. up not working out. And I was like, okay, I had to trust my gut with that one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we truly are partners in this because I know that he does listen to me and he yeah. heeds my advice just as much as he would anybody else's. And um, so it just requires a lot of communication and a lot of prayer. And honestly, prayer in so many crazy detailed ways. Yeah. Um, you know, if we're, he's, he's really into stocks right now and trade options. And I don't even know what trade options mean, (laughs) but I know that (laughs) it involves the stock market and moving money around and investing in big companies. So, but you know, even when it comes to putting a certain amount of money into a company mm-hmm. and we're just we're wondering like okay well how much money should we put should we put this much or this much and we mm-hmm. sh- should we put it in this stock or in this stock we're gonna stop and we're gonna pray about mm-hmm. it and god yeah. will re- and every time he literally makes it so clear to us mm-hmm. and that just shows like god you have to trust god with the details because i mean if you just overlook things like that you could be missing out on so much blessing mm-hmm. yeah and we are, this year are really excited to see what he's going to do because we we our goals aren't completely concrete yet but mm-hmm. we know that this year is the year of sacrificial giving mm-hmm. and of like extreme blessing and yeah. we know that if we really put our heads down and work and pray for God to give, I mean, we just like we want to just give stuff away. Mm-hmm. We downsized recently. We're getting rid of a bunch of furniture, and we're like, Lord, find, find areas for us, find people, find mm-hmm. situations where we can, instead of selling this, or instead of, mm-hmm. you know, jumping on an opportunity to make money from this, yeah. show us how we can be generous and bless somebody else mm-hmm. with this that we have that we don't need anymore and it's really cool to see yeah i'm we're excited about what he's gonna do this year through that i love it i love that bunch of stuff sorry no that's That's so good and i i just ah man i think that if if we as couples even as individuals if you're not married man if you just are willing to take a risk on god Mm -hmm. like you're willing to say god use me and maybe Mm -hmm. it's not in a financial way Mm -hmm. maybe it's in a an idea that you have or a passion or a gift or whatever that is in your life like take a risk on god and he will use you and blow your mind in what he the favor that falls on your life and i am so passionate about people finding their passion Mm -hmm. and and saying okay god i'm all in Mm -hmm. use me however you want to and watch god use you to change your world yeah it might be your street or your yeah. neighborhood or your school or your family, but mm-hmm. he will use you. And that that's what I see in you, you and Isaac is just, you just go after it and you don't let fear hold you back. You don't let um, risk hold you back. You just go for it. And that's, that's so beautiful. And we've, we've decided to just stop limiting God. Mm-hmm. Like we've, we've, you know, had a fairly good handle and we've had control over our finances for the majority of our married relationship and Isaac has worked so hard ever since the age of 18 to build up like you know this financial portfolio but we recently were just like you know what there is more like Mm -hmm. there is more of God to discover there is more that he wants to show us there is more Mm -hmm. blessing that he wants to Mm -hmm. pour out onto his people and we want to be a part of that yes Mm -hmm. and 
we realized that when we were still holding on to part of our finances and controlling that, that we were limiting him in what he could do. And that's why Ephesians 3 mm. is my scripture for the year because we we are really actually going to live in the fact that he is going to do and yes. give more than we could possibly comprehend or imagine. Yes. And we're not just going to believe that, but we're going to actually start taking steps to walk in faith. Walk yeah. in faith. Yes, and so good. Yeah. Mm. Yep. I love that. Like one of my very favorite moments. We've got to wrap up here because I cannot believe this hour has flown by. Oh but my. Um, one of my favorite moments as I was sort of getting to know you was actually your wedding weekend. And <laughs> your sweet dad. Oh, um, yes was I don't remember if he was giving a toast or if it was just at the rehearsal dinner it was at the rehearsal dinner okay he was talking about how much he loved you and he said Blake you are the daughter that I chose yeah can you fill us in on what he meant by that (sighs) I love that guy (laughs) (laughs) um so when my mom married my biological father We moved to Oregon, and my mom separated herself from her family to be with him and his family. And um, it was two years of struggle, Mm -hmm. like just from the very beginning. It was struggle, abuse, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, struggle, abuse, I'm sorry. Uh, Just a horrible, horrible, um, toxic cycle. And my mom got saved during that time. Wow by my um by the help of my biological father's sister older sister who's a wonderful woman and I'm still in contact with her today because she is such a woman of faith but um it got to the point where my mom was fearful for her life and for my life so um she packed up and moved back to Illinois when I was two and um that's when she pursued a divorce from him after countless hours of marriage counseling doing everything she could do to repair the relationship um until she felt like her physical safety was at risk so um it was just a couple of years of recovery from that of her trying to get back on her feet she worked so hard she got her cosmetology Mm. license and was doing hair and was living in the little tiny house next door to her parents my grandparents and just kind of laying low living life until my stepdad came along and Um, They met and shortly after dating, got married right before my fifth birthday. Mm. And he is one of the most picturesque, like, examples of Christ in my life. It's, Mm. he is such a blessing to me and I cannot imagine who I would be without him. Mm. I'm so thankful for his influence in my life. Mm. And he is quite literally the father I never had. Mm. And he is the perfect picture of my heavenly father and he reminds me of him all the time and he reminds me all the time that I am the daughter that he chose (laughs) because he knew that if he wanted my mom I I came along I was it was a package deal but yeah he was more than willing to take me into his arms and adopt me into his family and it was (laughs) such a beautiful it's been such a beautiful journey to walk with him over the last 22 years um it's crazy to think about, but, you know, it was, it was hard at first. Um, I, you know, spoke with my biological father every now and then he, you know, would give me a call once or twice a year, just checking in and on me. And the last time I saw him was when I was 13 years old. Mm -hmm. 
and um he was just never a consistent positive godly influence in my life yeah and it wasn't until college actually i was like 19 i remember sitting in the kitchen when i stopped calling my dad by his name greg and just decided to call him dad really yeah i was i was 19 years old wow and something just came over me it was like a switch had flipped and I just called him dad and he rushed out of the room and later my mom told me he was sobbing in their bedroom because he was just like wow like that's so cool so our relationship has been cemented from that you know from the very beginning but it's Mm -hmm. like he truly is my father and he's Mm -hmm. such a wonderful man and um he leads my mom so well um and they're watching them parent like me was like such a it was it's great but now I'm like an adult I get to be Mm -hmm. friends with them that's so cool it's such a fun journey to walk with your parents and watching them parent my younger siblings has been really like beautiful too Mm. I just I think that's so cool that Mm -hmm. I mean it's a physical picture of how God the Father chooses to adopt us yeah you know how yep um how graceful and loving he really is towards his children I am humbled by it every day. <laughs> so cool. That's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like it has been so fun talking to you. It went fast. I know. <laughs> I wish we could just keep going and going because there's more ground that we could cover. Maybe we'll do a like 2.0. I'd love it. A follow-up <laughs> yeah. episode. But thanks for sharing your story. There's thanks so much there. Me. I feel like there are so many areas that our listeners mm-hmm. can be encouraged by mm-hmm. just by your story and your vulnerability. So I hope so. I, I want you to know, and I think I can just speak for both of us, but as your big sisters, I know you're the big sister in your family, but mm-hmm. we are so proud of you. Thank you. I just, yeah. I mean, I don't, sometimes I even forget that you are a Marian because mm-hmm. I just love you so <laughs> deeply and I truly, I truly see you as our, as our sister. Thank so. you. I love you guys. We love you. You're the B to our H. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't either. Is that like a slang? (laughs) We're just all H's. We just all talk about the H's because the Bennett girls are H's. Yeah, you're a BB. You know, the BB. Two of the girls that married in are BB. Yep. Yeah. Brooke and Blake. So, well, thanks for listening. We're happy that you did. Um, Please feel free to jump over to iTunes and leave us some feedback. Make sure you're subscribed so that you don't miss an episode. Um, And really do pray about who you could share this episode with. There are so many things that Blake touched on that could speak into the heart of so many people. And um, so please do consider sharing this with a friend so that they can hear Blake's encouragement. 